and welcome back to the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show nobody asked for. It's been another beautiful week in paradise. That is the metaverse. Besides the fact that a court has ruled that NFTs aren't really art, Def Jam thinks that some 2D whales can lead a new hip-hop revolution, and Paris Hilton is keen to help you find love on the blockchain. I swear every week it gets harder to say this shit with a straight face, but bear with me while I try. The recent court ruling in Hermes versus Mason Rothschild just set a new legal precedent for the decentralized digital future. I broke this case down in episode 8 on January 26, but in case you missed it, I can forgive you just this one time so long as you don't let it happen again. I mean it when I say you can't go a week in crypto without me. Anyways, here's the recap. Rothschild is a self-described conceptual artist who used the Hermes iconic Birkin bag as a backdrop for his Meta Birkins NFT collection. The argument, in which a nine-person Manhattan jury found Rothschild to be at fault, was one of copyright infringement. Rothschild's defense was the protection of artistic expression, which unfortunately did not stack up against a legal test used to determine what is and isn't considered art. The test is called the Rogers test and is probably the most widely applied test for determining free speech, which is, of course, a First Amendment protection when it comes to matters of trademark law. The premise of the test, named after an actress from the golden era of Hollywood, Ginger Rogers, is to assess whether or not the work violates the Lanham Act by creating a false impression, confusion of affiliation or implied association with the mark holder. In this case, Rothschild needed to prove that his Meta Birkins art did not intentionally violate the Lanham Act by leading collectors to believe it was sanctioned, endorsed, or approved by Hermes. He needed to prove that the use of the name and likeness of the iconic bag was artistically relevant. Rothschild claimed that his NFTs were a commentary on high fashion's history of cruelty towards animals. Unfortunately, he didn't count on the justice system's history of cruelty toward artists and unfortunately got his ass handed to him in court. Apparently, judges thought it was feasible that people would believe that Hermes sanctioned a satirical takedown of their own brand that included an NFT bag with a fetus in it. Maybe the judges were confused because, yeah, Hermes has famously thick skin, but maybe that's just the calf hide they use in their overpriced bags. This was the first case to formally try NFTs and trademark infringement in the virtual world, and the French luxury brand Hermes International and Hermes of Paris was awarded $110,000 for trademark infringement and dilution and $23,000 for cyber squatting. That's a total of 133,000 US dollars in damages, which is barely five basic bitch Birkin bags. I would tell you how much it is in diamond Himalayan crocodile Birkin bags, but I'm not doing fractions today. So use your fucking imagination. You could probably buy like the zipper or dust bag with the 133,000 bags. Bags not to be confused with Birkin bags, but dollars. Duh. This case was obviously not about money. Those figures are drops in the bucket for a brand like Hermes, but could obviously be crippling to an artist whose sole income is their work, even if they do have a comically rich sounding last name like Rothschild. 
This case is indisputably a landmark case when it comes to arguing the legitimacy of digital goods in a future that is leaning far more into the URL than the IRL. But what really gives me the ick with all this talk about the case being historic and landmark is the antiquated undertones that position corporations in a superiority class over artists. If it really is just about the trademark and winning, why the financial damages and claims? Let's face it, those drops in the bucket I mentioned earlier are crocodile tears, and I'm not talking about the crocodiles the bags are actually fucking made of. Hey lover, the record label that was once always on time is now making bad decisions. Was that too many subtle references? Can't knock the hustle. Def Jam just signed a bunch of NFT whales in a deal more confusing and obscure than my attempt to cue it up. Oh my god, I can literally close my eyes and see the dudes who came up with this going into high five. No, not fist bump each other. Fucking high five each other and awkwardly missing. The record label that is supposed to be as hip hop as hip hop itself has inked a metaverse partnership with a group of cartoon whale characters created by a Web3 company called Wag Me Beach. The Catalina Whale Mixer is a collection of 5,555 NFT avatars on the fucking Solana blockchain, as if it could be any less hip hop than that. First, you take this cornball whale pun, then toss in the Catalina wine mixer, which is, of course, the whitest sounding event in the English language and apparently a real thing. But you all only know it from the movie Step Brothers. What is this shit? This is not hip hop. This is not culture. This is the beginning of a Jordan Peele film. And why did Def Jam have to go with a project on Solana? Solana as a blockchain just makes me think of frat guys dressed in vineyard vines and Sperry bow shoes who actually say the N-word while rapping along to Empire State of Mind in the privacy of their Hamptons home. Sorry, not sorry. I said it. You were thinking it. These Solana guys might consider rebranding to become Ethereum guys if they want to go at finding love via matchmaker Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton has single-handedly led Crypto's PR tour ever since she shilled board a yacht club on Jimmy Fallon in front of an audience of a bunch of moms from the Midwest in New York on vacation. I, I, got, I, I jumped in. I know, I heard. I'm I, so happy I taught you what they were. You did. You taught me what's up and then I bought an ape. I got an ape, too, because I saw you on the show with people, and you said you got a moon pay, so I went and I copied you and did the same thing. You did? Mm-hmm. This is your, this is your ape. Are yeah. we debuting? It's really cool. Like the hat, the shades. Unlike most celebrities who realize that Fallon's laughter and encouragement are worth less than Luna, Paris must have been really inspired by the interaction because she is a builder. And she just announced the launch of Paris Land, an Ethereum-powered metaversal dating experience. Paris Land is happening in Sandbox, a virtual world built on the Ethereum blockchain where players can build, own, and monetize their gaming experiences. Apparently, players will participate in an in-game dating reality show hosted by Paris Hilton where they will interact with five potential romantic partners. Okay, my first red flag here is the assumption that six people are signing up for this. Second red flag is the assumption that any of those are dateable. 
Let's put my own pessimism aside for the sake of the story. The dating reality show will feature activities like choosing a wedding ring, flirting with other contestants, and finding the secret of the chef's famed love burger. Okay. Finding the secret of the chef's famed love burger. That sounds really ominous. A love burger with a secret ingredient. I've got a pretty open mind, sexually speaking, but I think I'll pass. My last thought on this, Paris land has nothing to do with Paris, the city. And if we learned anything from the Hermes debacle, we can look forward to Hilton being sued by the French. Unless, of course, she can prove artistic relevance, which I would not put past her because it's Paris fucking Hilton. Okay, that's all the emotional capacity I have for the news today. Let's do NFA. The following advice is not financial and is only my advice for staying in the know in the world of Web3. The NFT marketplace for pro traders, Blur, has just launched their season one airdrop, making those of us who remember the good days of free money very nostalgic for the good times. But apparently people in the US are not eligible to claim the free tokens. So many are openly admitting to using a VPN outside the US to commit securities fraud. Don't do this. Don't commit securities fraud. Don't be a criminal. Missed money is better than going to jail. But fortunately, this admission of guilt and crime has prompted me to give a quick lesson on a VPN. You should use a VPN to protect your digital identity while you're out there in the World Wide Web. A VPN hides your IP address while you're online so no one can track you down. If you're worried about privacy online, a virtual private network is one of the best ways to protect yourself. Some of my favorite VPN service providers include NordVPN, ExpressVPN, and Proton. Okay, thanks so much for listening. I'm Carson Daly, and you can't go a week in crypto without me. And I know that hurts, but lucky you've got this show as a coping mechanism. Teehee! Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carson Daly. Follow the show's dedicated page on Instagram at Carson Daly Show. Follow this channel wherever you listen to podcasts and rate me five stars if you liked it and fuck off if you didn't. I know you'll be back. See you next Tuesday. Bye. The Carson Daly Show is a decentral media production co-written by me and my better comedic half, James Carr, with music by Woody. Bye.